The issue is not age so much as the issue is authority. Is the word of God the word of God, and do we rely on the word of God? If we do, then age does become important. What do I mean? There is a big battle about the age of the earth. There are old earth people and there are uh, young earth people. Typically, the young earth people are Christians uh, who are arguing for a 6,000-year-old earth, and the old earth people are uh, scientists who do not believe in the Bible and or believe that the Bible can be interpreted in different ways according to what the science reveals. And so the problem is, is God who he says he is, and did he mean what he said? It's not about rocks. It's about the word of God and the accuracy of the word of God. If the word of God, as contained in the Bible, is the word of God, and if it is accurate, then we live in a so-called young earth, if you can call 6,000 years old young. When God described creation, did he mean what he said? And if he didn't, does the rest of the scripture go the same way, that it's just something you can take and apply however you might wish to? We live in a world where people love to say, well, I believe this, and someone else says, I believe that, when in fact what what we should be saying is, thus saith the Lord. This is what God says. And so I'm going to stand on the word of God, not the word of man. By the way, how many of us were there for creation? I think that would be none. But how many of God was there? All of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one true God who has always existed. He was there. He was the creator, and he has given us the record of creation. And so we either accept that record or we reject it. And if we reject it, we're not rejecting man. We're rejecting God. So if you want to ask the question, just how old is the earth anyway, then the question really should be, how would you determine the age of the earth? What, what is going to be your standard for determining the age of the earth? We weren't there, but God was there. God says in Genesis, the first few verses and really the first uh, several chapters, He says that he created in six days, and on the sixth day, he created Adam and Eve. And if you follow the biblical creation of the age of Adam and the age when he had children and when they had children and follow those generations, then that's how the the estimate uh, or measurement of 6,000 years is arrived at. The other version of that is that people who were not there and people who, for the most part, do not have a biblical worldview decide based upon a scientific method created by them and created by them from the perspective that they rejected 
the biblical worldview or the Christ-centered worldview, and they started from that place. This, this all began not recently, but, but several centuries ago when the fossil record was studied and the people studying and reporting on that fossil record were, in fact, people who said that there is no God. And so their whole approach is the approach of an atheist or the approach of a person who rejects the word of God and the authority of God. As I have said many times in many different lessons, if you start at the wrong place, then you're never going to arrive at the right place. If you don't care where you're going, it doesn't matter where you start. But if you want to arrive at truth, then you have to start at the right place. And the right place is to start with the God who is truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Everything that we're discussing is answered in God and by God. It says in Romans eleven thirty six. it is says, for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. Amen. And then the next verse says, I urge you, therefore, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, God is who he says he is, and he always does what he says he does, and you can count on him. So give yourself over to him. With that said, let's, let's address the issue of the fossil record. Now, the fossil record is a record of what? Of life or death? No, it's a record of death. So if you take the fossil record the way that old earth people present it, then you have to come to the conclusion that death and the diseases that led to death existed before the existence of man. And if you get to that point, then you have to conclude either one of two things, that when God saw his creation and saw everything he had made and said it was good, he either is not a good God or he was not truthful. And if either one of those is correct, then he's not God at all. But because by definition, God has to be without uh, error. He has to be perfect in every way. He is not created, but he is the uncreated creator of all things. And if the creator declares it good, then it is good indeed. But if sin and death existed before sin, then God created an earth and the people in the earth and the circumstances of the earth in a way that was not good. So what it really comes down to is a question of authority. Do we accept the authority and the testimony of God who was there? Or do we accept the testimony of people who obviously were not there? Let me share a thought that's from uh, one of the so-called young earth people, uh, Ken Ham, the creator, so to speak, uh, of the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum, both in Kentucky. 
And he said uh, regarding this issue, my challenge to Christians who believe in millions of years is not to challenge their Christian faith, it's to challenge them. How do you then explain to somebody who asks, how can you believe in a loving God with all the death and suffering in the world because you're saying this is what God used to create? He said, all of this is very good, meaning God said that. Aren't you attacking the character of God? And really, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And if there was the shedding of blood millions of years before sin, doesn't that really undermine an understanding of the gospel? He says, so that would be my challenge to them. And I would go beyond that, as I think he did in various writings, and say that we need to understand the importance of the written word of God. If, if you can add to the word of God as you feel led to or as you might believe, then there's no authority for the word of God. Then you can say marriage can be anything you want it to be. You can say that you can live any way you want want to live because it's not based on the word of God, but based on the interpretation or the feelings of man. And then you've undermined the authority for all things. And by the way, if you start, down that trail, then you have to assume that everything that exists came into existence by happenstance, which, by the way, is totally absurd considering the the mathematical probabilities of arriving where we are today in the, the universe that we're in today and the location of everything and the state of all creation to assume that it happened by chance from a one meal, one molecule uh, blob, so to speak, and arrive where we are is the height of ridiculousness. And let's deal with an elephant, so to speak, that's in the room. For some reason, the world has become so obsessed with science. This hadn't been just recently, but it certainly has uh, expanded with all of the scientific programs that are so popular and, and so forth. And so there's a feeling that we have to give science a place at the table. And science has a big place at the table, but not science based on false foundations, but science based on truth. Science simply means knowledge, and knowledge begins with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if, if we reject the word of God in order to pacify science in some way uh, or academia, then, then we are t- traveling down uh, the wrong road on a fool's errand. We are, as my friend quoted many years ago, uh, we're, we're a blind person in a dark room looking for a black hat that isn't there. Let's bring it down to the most basic. What we're really talking about is the souls of men and women, of people. 
And God has spoken and told us how we might be saved, how we might pass from death to life, life eternal. And that is by grace alone, a gift from God, through faith alone, trust in Jesus Christ alone. And so that's, that's really the bottom line. And then as we come to know God and we spend time in the word of God, we recognize that God is exactly who he says he is, and he always does exactly what he says he will do. God is the constant. Men come and go, and opinions rise and fall, but the word of God is forever. The person of God and the souls of men are forever. It is my prayer that we see that God has spoken and that he has spoken to us, and we have it recorded in a book that we call the Holy Bible. And on it, and the truth of God that is revealed in it, and the person of God that is revealed to us in and through Scripture, on that rock we should build our lives, the foundation of all that we have and all that we are through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.